Electric vehicles, I suppose. Now, now I don't know whether you're aware of this. I certainly wasn't. And this morning, when we started to see the stories emerge, and there's one on wa.today.com.au about the fact that the European Union, the Parliament, has passed a law that will require car makers. Ready for this? Will require car makers to achieve a 100% cut in CO2 emissions for all new cars from 2035. Now, that essentially would ban the sale of new petrol and diesel vehicles from 2035. And, of course, the European market, the second largest car market in the world, if they have made that decision, then you would wonder why anyone would be continuing to manufacture combustion engines, petrol, diesel engines. It's quite a revelation. 2035, folks, that's not that far away. And it's no wonder that those who are in the driving seat on electric vehicles are saying, well, a line's just been drawn in the sand there. You better start thinking about buying an electric vehicle. Uh, Let's have a chat with Chris Jones, President of the Australian Electric Vehicles Association. Thanks very much for your time, Chris. Good morning. When this came out, I mean, when when did you hear about it? How surprised were you that the European Parliament had gone so hard? Oh, unsurprised, Unsu- completely unsurprised. Yeah, it's um, they're not the first jurisdiction to make this decision. Several several states in the United States, for example, uh, have already agreed to this. The United Kingdom has effectively agreed to this um, this timeline of basically making it impossible to sell a petrol or diesel vehicle after 2035. Um, and, yeah, I think it's uh, most... Like China's certainly on that pathway. They're doing that with right. their huge domestic market for vehicles. So, uh, And as, a, as an importer of vehicles, Australia will um, be forced to follow along, which we obviously don't have a problem with. <laughs> okay, you don't have a problem with, but what about mm. our government? Have they signalled anything around the banning of imported uh, petrol or diesel cars, perhaps, uh, from a certain date? No, they haven't, but they're very keen to introduce vehicle emissions standards. So that means that um, between now and some point in the future, which the federal government hasn't decided on, um, they will compel manufacturers to produce ever more efficient vehicles that um, you know emit less CO2 per kilometre travelled uh, in, in each year or every two years, they'd ratchet it tighter and tighter so that at some point, um, which if you extrapolate forward, ends up being about 2035, um, every vehicle on the road needs to be a zero emission vehicle. Okay, because I think if, if in Europe after that 2035 date, if, if you were to buy and purchase any form of petrol or diesel vehicle, you, you would be taxed. You would have to pay more. And, and they're talking that it could be around sort of $17,000 more. So the, the question is, why would you bother? How do you think yeah. this is going to impact our market? I'm trying to sort of look ahead to, uh, you know, and you know, you know that mm. uh, Australians love their big V6 and V8s four-wheel drives. But w- where is this going to yeah. take us? Oh, look, it just means that instead of buying a big V8 or V6 petrol or diesel vehicle, you'd be buying a, a big, powerful electric vehicle. Um, they're out there. They're working quite well. Um, already, 
Um, EVs make up 5% of all new vehicle sales. Last year, it was 2%. So we're on a growth trajectory um, pretty much. I think 2035 is actually quite a conservative guess. We'll probably get there a bit sooner than that. Right. Um, yeah. So, I mean, it's going to happen whether we sit there and watch it happen or, or proactively take moves to um, make sure it happens sooner. It's definitely going to happen. Okay. And, and do you see these sort of announcements bringing down the cost of the electric vehicle? Because there's a couple of inhibitors, of course. Some people say, oh, it's, mm. it's too expensive. I can't afford it. I'd rather be mm. able to buy a secondhand mm. diesel uh, petrol car, whatever. Um, and, of course, mm. then there's the issue of, you know, how far you can travel, charging stations, mm. that sort of mm. thing. Where's it going to take mm. that? Yeah, so it's definitely going to compel manufacturers to come up with more options, more choices in the electric vehicle world. So we can expect there to be a lot more competition uh, and ultimately driving prices down, coming up with vehicles that um, that obviously achieve zero emissions in operation. And, um, you know, there'll be a bit, of a, a bit of a race to the bottom to come up with a cheaper, more compelling car. So I think we will see prices drop as a result of these commitments. I think vehicle emission standards will take us part of the way there, but it is really good to have an end goal in mind saying, look, don't go investing billions of dollars into new uh, engine manufacturing plants. You'll be wasting your money. Uh, instead, bank that money on, on uh, EV production systems in your, in your manufacturing schemes and, um, and you'll be ready for it when it happens. I suppose we talk about Europe, and yes, we know the vehicles that come out of there. But you know, what about Japan? Given that, and and, and Korea, given that, given that you know we are very much into the the sort of the, the Kia market now, the mm. Hyundai market now, and of course, people still love their Toyota Prados and so on, and Corollas mm. and Camrys. Mm. What what about them? Do you think they'll have to follow suit? Yes, absolutely, and and I think Toyota has. Uh, with their new leadership, so um, the the past CEO who was who was a bit downbeat on on EVs has moved on, or was he either pushed or he moved. <laughs> um, but now now Toyota is openly saying, "All right, all right, we're on board with EVs." Um, they, they are. It's quite remarkable that one of the well, the world's most valuable automotive company didn't get on board with EVs until this late in the game. Mm. Um, they're, they're, they're starting from a long way back. So I'm sure they'll do well, but they've made their job much harder for themselves. Just finally, from, from your point of view and the discussions that you have, where do you think mm. the Australian psyche is on the electric vehicle and the cost that it should be before they people start making mm. that, that real leap at, in, sort of in mm. droves to doing it? Well, look, Australians, um, about one-third of our purchases are new vehicles. Two-thirds of our purchases are used vehicles. Right. So I don't think you're going to see mass uptake until there's a sizable second-hand market. And, of course, you won't see a sizable second-hand market and, uh, until you've seen sizable numbers of brand-new vehicles being bought and sold. Right. So you can expect, yes, they are expensive at the moment. They've certainly come down in price. Um, so we can, as probably over the next two or three years, we're going to see not only EVs get cheaper, but you're also going to see petrol vehicles get more expensive. Um, yeah, yeah. We've already seen that with inflation at the moment. Yeah, so, and, and when they're the same price, then the EV is the no-brainer because it costs you a fraction of that of a petrol or diesel vehicle to operate. Mm. So, so I, think, 
I think people will come around to it before too long. <laughs> I think um, I think obviously then the next argument from a from a government point of view is in terms of sort of how to how to tax and how to make money off it, given that uh, fuel mm-hmm. excise, of course, dr- drives a lot mm-hmm. of the revenue for government. What, what do you mm-hmm. think? I mean, we've introduced um, fees over here of two point five uh, kilometre fees uh, every two point five kilometres. But what what mm-hmm. what? Where do you see government going in terms of how they're going to try and make their money? out of electric vehicles? Yeah, so, so look, roads aren't free. Roads, roads don't come about for free. They, they do cost a lot of money and, and they're currently paid for out of general revenue. The fuel excise what is a source of revenue. Um, but the, there's a, a, a case before the federal court right now, the high court right now, where uh, the Victorian road user charge specific to EVs is being challenged. The argument yeah. being that it's really a federal jurisdiction. It shouldn't be the state government doing this. Um, the risk is that we're going to end up with eight completely different road user charge schemes. Right. Um, but if, if the federal government wins, then then they'll be compelled to come up with a, a universal road user charge that basically takes the place of fuel excise. Yeah. Um, AEVA is certainly, we're in favour of that. As long as it's universal and doesn't single out EVs, we think it's a great idea. All right. Oh, it's uh, certainly an emerging discussion. And given that uh, decision out of Europe, it's going to be accelerated, no pun intended. It's a foregone conclusion. (laughs) Foregone conclusion. All right. Thanks very much for having the discussion with us. No problem. Thanks. Good on you. That's Chris Jones. He's the president of the Australian Electric Vehicle Association. So, yes, he's pushing a certain barrow. But but you can't ignore it that that, that Parliament in Europe have made a decision that they want to cut emissions by 100% of CO2 emissions, all cars, by 2035. Any vehicles that get sold after that, that are petrol or diesel, would it would attract fees, etc., taxes of around seventeen thousand dollars per vehicle? So why would you? I know that I know that in Singapore, that there's a it's it's not sort of based on forcing people into electric vehicles, but it's certainly all around congestion and emissions. They basically make a car a very very expensive luxury item in Singapore with all the taxes that the government put on it to discourage you from buying one. They would rather, much rather you use public transport. And don't forget that the smaller landmass allows them to do that probably easier than you could here in WA or Australia. But, you know, like a car over there can cost well over 90000 to 100000 or more. And it might just be a Toyota Corolla because that's the way they've gone about discouraging people to get in vehicles. Anyway, uh, what do you think about it? And where are you at with the whole notion of swapping your petrol or diesel car for an electric vehicle? What is it that's stopping you at the moment? It's a very interesting discussion. One double three eight eighty two. I've had a text in very quickly. Uh, what a joke this whole EV thing is. No recharge points. No reliable baseload power to charge them. Well, you tell me if you've got one. What's your experience like? One double three eight eighty two. 18 minutes past 10 right now.